Sip tea, the darker girl is sweeter Feels cool, but it's hotter than a fever Kick back with two of your favorite divas Let's talk, let's talk, come on Start it, give it something you can feel, yeah No faking, we gotta keep it real, yeah Pour it and pull up, we'll see, yeah, yeah And don't you know it's high time for high tea With your favorite baddies with Bambi and Lucy Let's gather around and sip some black Hello, digital world. This is the first digital broadcast of The Black Tea. I am your hostess, Lucy Stuhl, and I am here with your co-hostess, one of the baddest bitches in the land, one of my favorite performers and people, Miss Bambi Banks Kool-Aid. Hi, welcome to The Black Tea, y'all. Yes, 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 yes. We are here today to introduce you, um, I mean, first of all, to us, and second of all, to this new podcast that's going to be taken taking over for the tea and uh, kind of just tell you about what we're going to be doing today and talk to some people who are helping making some changes and creating some waves here in our fair city. But first of all, I want to talk to Miss Bambi banks Goulet. Uh How you doing, boo? I'm doing great. Um, you just got a new baby, right? <laughs> yeah, I did. His name is Boba. He's such a king. I love him so much. Uh, he has been like rocking my world, honestly. <laughs> You are number. Uh, you are like number one in the game of uh, troll slayers. I would have to say, girl, Miss Bambi Banks Kool Aid got the time to tell you stuff. I tell you that, girl. I really do. I am so sick of all this like Twitter beef that has been going on. But you know what? We're trying to move past that. <laughs> It's like, why would you continue to come back to one of the loudest mouths? You know, like you, you must want it at this point. <laughs> uh, exactly. It makes no sense. It literally makes no sense. We ain't got time for it. Absolutely. So speaking of loud mouse, um, we have had a whole lot of changes in our drag community, in our black queer community, um, in the in the queer community just period in the past um few months and uh one of the biggest ones right now is the fact that you got me and bambi here taking over the tea and turning it into the black tea so i'm, I'm sure a lot of people are kind of wondering about that bambi what 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 would you say to those people who are wondering what the hell we're doing with this right now? Girl, if you are worried about the tea becoming the black tea, look, I am here to tell you not to fear, baby. We are about to give you the real, the skinny. We're about to give you a black perspective of Chicago, the real perspective of Chicago. You know, we're not going to exclude anybody from, you know, having a, a platform here. We want to give like young queens, new queens, a platform to, to you know, just express themselves in less let us know uh how we can better our community as a whole you know yeah somewhat so don't worry it's gonna be great um and we are just here to you know 
try and bring some melanin to the tea, trying to give you black tea, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And like you had touched on in there, like Chicago is so vast. There is so much untapped talent. So many people who, um, because they may not have a platform or, you know, may not be this person or that, are not getting their chance to be able to tell their stories and be seen. And we really want to utilize this podcast to be able to do that. We also want to utilize it to be able to continue the work that we did uh, starting the Chicago Black Drag Council. So we do want to continue being able to have um, uncomfortable and important conversations on this. So you can expect some of that, too. Um, You can also expect a little bit of drama and a little bit of tea coming with it, too, because you know what? That's a part of our lives and we're going to give it to you and we're going to be honest about it. But uh, the good thing, uh, the good thing I think that's going to happen from this is the fact that we're going to be able to include a lot of different conversations on it. And I mean, we're going to include the people that uh, that are that are a part of this, too, because we want we want to hear their opinion and we want to know what they're talking about and we want to hear their point of view. So um, expect a lot of good to come from this and uh, also a lot of fucking shade. Yes, (laughs) ma'am. Because that's just funny. Yes. uh, And that's the black tea right there. Okay, because I just feel that we need to have these conversations uh, really open and honest and we need to have more transparency through all of Boys Town. Yes. So that we can, you know, move forward in this situation. Yes. Um, so we definitely need to have uh, people on this podcast who are a part of the situation so that we can really just, you know, talk out and get their perspective. You know, and that's what that's what a lot of people needed is that like that chance to get their foot in the door and be able to be heard and be seen because we have so many badass people out here that are not getting the fucking shine they deserve. Definitely. So I feel like this is really going to help with eviling like evening the playing field and being able to get those people like the fucking chances they deserve. So like, hell yes to this. And like what started and, uh, um, yeah, yeah, here we fucking go. So I guess right now we could go ahead and bring in our first guests of the show. Who do we have? Um, this first guest is a dear friend of mine and a a part of the, uh, outhouse of stool. I would like to say they have, uh, been a part of Boys Town for 15 plus years and recently were the entire reason um, included with all the other amazing people that helped, but they organized the Chicago Drag March that happened not too long ago. So yes, we're going to go ahead and bring in Joe Mama. Hello, yes, Joe Mama. give it up for Joe. Hey, y'all. How you doing? Hello, my love. Hey, Joe. How you doing? Good. I'm doing all right. Thank you so much for being here on this uh, first Black Tea podcast. I uh, really wanted you to uh, be a part of this and especially one of the first guests of it, just because uh, you have been really integral as of late and especially in your past 15 years in trying to uh, level the playing fields, you know, to make more opportunities and to be heard in this community. And uh, I kind of just want to hear about what really kickstarted you to make this Chicago drag march happen. Uh, for me, I, I it's, a, it's a lot, but it really came down to that one Saturday, May 30th, I believe it was, mm-hmm. when all the rioting really took off and things got really crazy. And I found myself at home just feeling very helpless and but wanting to help. It's kind of my thing, being an aggressive helper. Yeah. And I went to bed just like sitting there doom scrolling all night through Facebook, listening to police scanners, feeling helpless and trying to find a plan. So then the next day, 
I was like, well, here's what we're going to do. We're, we can walk on our own because of COVID and everything. So I was like, I can just walk with intent and just keep walking. I'll go live about it. Maybe people will join me and they'll start their own walks and who knows what will happen. So I started it and then I walked all the way downtown and then walked through Lincoln Park, which was kind of a moment because I watched all these white people hang out on these lawns and on the parks that said close. And I kept thinking about how on the South side, so many people were arrested and fined for doing the same thing. And I thought that was a weird double standard that I was witnessing on the North side. And then I crossed the line into downtown and things got crazy. It was a full war zone where there were clusters of like 10, 15 cops every few feet. And then every five seconds, there was another cop car just blaring past screaming sirens. Everyone was like really on edge. Nothing was secure. And I was kind of concerned. And the only other people out were people boarding up the businesses. And in that environment, I was like, I, I have to keep going. So then I saw that there were people protesting downtown. I was like, well, let's go join them. I made it all the way down to Trump Tower, which was completely surrounded with officers, like a militia, and saw that the bridges were still up from the night before. And I could hear across the river all the noise and uh, sirens and people screaming. And I, once again, felt helpless. And looking at the bridge, looking at Trump Tower surrounded by cops, and then I got a text message from my friends who, wrote, who saw a picture I posted that I was downtown and said, Joe, get out now. They've cut the trains. And I really felt trapped. But then I also realized, crap, I have to walk all the way back home now, too. <laughs> Whoops. But on that walk home, I had even more time to think. And I said, well, we're just going to keep doing this. We're going to keep marching. And you know what? We're going to join these protests and we're going to be seen doing it. So then the next day, I got up, went back and forth on whether I was going to be in drag or not. Everyone was kept saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. They're going to grab your wig. You're going to make yourself a target. And I was like, no, I, I want them to see me. I'm done being scared. I'm done not taking action. Mm -hmm. I want them to know, and I don't want to hide behind it anymore. So I got in face, went out, and I marched. I joined a march organized by a fellow council member, Tatiana, and – did it. I was so shocked that I was the only one. I really thought, oh, there's going to be a bunch of us out here. No big deal. It's a march on the north side. It like starts in Lakeview. Let's check it out. But no, I was the only one in this neon green <laughs> pantsuit that you could see from space. See from space, bitch. <laughs> and I realized I, I need to do this for us. We need to organize one that we can do. Yeah. Because everyone needs to be out here doing this and doing this work because I know I can't be alone in this. Because even in that march, I had people literally come from around the corner and run up to me and be like, Joe, I, we wanted to march with you. We want to do this. And it was very obvious that change was happening and people were on board with this change mm -hmm. and that I should go ahead and organize this march. And that's what led to my activation and the activation of a lot of the other fellow activists as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I tell you what, it's been so fantastic to see that. I think that um, there's been a lot of us even inside of the black community who maybe have been able to ignore a lot of this shit that was going on. And now with this Black Lives Matter movement, like really pushing it happening, we're starting to make sure that we're trying to get to racism in every single part of our lives. Because, and I've said this a million times and I'll say it a million times more, racism permeates every single part of our lives. And yes, that includes our bars and our drags and our, you know, work in these bars. So that's definitely like a big part of the work we want to do. And you've done 
you did such a great job about making sure that there were a lot of voices that were heard at the March too. How did you go about like kind of planning who you were picking to like speak and, you know, how did that come about? It was really kind of this amazing organic growth that happened mm-hmm. where I was like, okay, how do we set this up? And as an artist myself, I like to work with intention on every aspect of everything I do. And so you said s- that a lot. You said that a lot. And I loved that part about that. You had a lot of intent in that. Yeah. And I think it's because that translates to everyone's everyday activism is part of this whole initiative I try to push where you can brush your teeth with intent for change. There's always something you can do to help fu- help the movement. And one of the things with choosing people is I said, well, start with what you know. Mm-hmm. So I reached out to you because I was like, well, we got we to gotta have Lucy on board with this. The loud mouth. The loud right. <laughs> and I thought about Period. what I knew from like the Bible and the importance for people to be able to testify and to bear witness. And so I was like, well, then let's go with trying to get 12 speakers. And I, I initially was just going to be one of them myself and was like, I'll just be one of the 12. And yeah. then that actually filled itself up piece by piece. It's just like you learn how when you set up a protest – to bring in these organizations that can codify what you stand for. So we needed someone to represent CPAC and to talk on that and help educate people. We needed someone to talk about defunding the police so people weren't scared of that. We needed people who could bear witness to what has happened racially within Lakeview. We needed people who could bear witness what happened from a world global perspective. So just finding people that could help represent that piece and speak on it and not, not be the you know only representative, but just a piece of that pie. And it just kind of came together in this awesome tapestry. <laughs> it really did. It really did. And even when I showed up, because uh, I didn't even know who all the speakers were going to be doing that. And when I showed up and saw who all was there, I was like, holy shit, this is going to be amazing. And speaking of amazing, one of the people that was there on that panel and probably delivered um, one of the speeches that still sticks so hard to my ribs and that I think of so much is actually here to be on the podcast with us today. Um, I work with this young lady as a part of the Molasses uh, Chicago Collective that we have going on, trying to empower and take care of like uh, and brown trans and gender nonconforming people in Chicago. She is a uh, she's a poet. She is an artist. She's a DJ. She's an all around like fucking bad bitch. And I'm so lucky to be able to call her family. All right. And we're going to go ahead and bring in Zola. Yes. Hello. Praise the Lord, everybody. It is Sunday. (laughs) Yes. Happy Sunday, Zola. So here. So glad to have you here on the Black Tea today, love. Yes. I'm so happy to be here as well. Yep, just praise the Lord, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I shall not be moved. I shall oh not be Praise the Lord, praise the Lord. We got this audio working and everything. So, Miss Zola, we wanted to uh, bring you in, first of all, just to say um, thank you for being a part of the Drag March and all of the work that you do in the community. And thank you so much for that powerful, powerful speech that you Most delivered. Definitely. Like, yes. that is still sharing around the internet right now. And it is- As it should be. As it fucking should be it needs to be shown in classes it needs to be fucking put in textbooks like it needs to and how old are you how old are you zola i am 22 years old that's wild so i have lived 
it is it is a little bit wild, especially for some of y'all who know how long. <laughs> who know how yeah. long? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Who know how long? It is it is really wild. But to also hear so much uh, grace and power and just like strength and like knowledge come from this like badass 22 year old like we need to know more about like miss zola so like zola let's like really introduce the world to you tell us a little bit about yourself and please um, let us know your curl routine yes girl y'all can't popping. see it but her hair is popping right now no it, it, it is i really do look like uh What's her name? Albernita Jackson. I really do. I love you. Oh my God! <laughs> yes! Really? I love really? it. Yes, just have Albernita Jackson sitting with her Jerry girl on the third row at the DNS. No! Board. Not the Jerry girl! Uh, oh, um, Lord Jesus. I'm Zola. Hi, everyone. Um, I'm so, so, so happy to be here and seeing Black people take over that white tyranny the tea was turned off and it was given a little bit of molasses and now it's black sweetie so this is what we yeah. do but i'm zola i am from chicago originally which makes me a little a native which i'm very mm-hmm. proud of to be um, I am a musician, I'm a DJ, I'm a writer, and a theater artist, and yeah, I am 22, I just graduated college from Columbia College, Chicago, Jesus, yes. um, just had to pray just about when I was delivered, y'all don't even know I was delivered. I can imagine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Graduating from you guys, I'm like, oh Lord, yes you were. Literally. Um, but yeah, I organized in the city with Molasses Chicago and Swoon as well, yeah. another yes. party that is near and dear to my heart. And aside from that, I uh, make bitches scared when they see me in the street because they know that I am really the bitch to run up. Yes. And that's why they keep their shit talked on the internet. And that's um, period. <laughs> Zola is very much that girl very much that girl and from the moment I met her she was very much that girl she has uh, only grown even more powerful in her ways and I like cannot wait to see what you are going to do to this landscape in Chicago because we are giving the girls the power now okay what you gonna do with that goddess spot (laughs) yep Take it over, I'ma rename it Negress. I literally learned that word in college uh, in my first production, like, because I went to uh, acting school. And the first time I heard that word, it came out of a white man's mouth. It was wild. It was like, Uh, was that for that play that you and Onyx did? Because they were telling me about that recently. And they're no, like, but we, this- look, we did a lot of plays where they said. <laughs> they love the racist your play. What are you, what is your I ain't scared of them. The pool. What? <laughs> <laughs> I got the paper. Like, what they gonna do? <laughs> like, oh yeah. my God. Yeah. And a lot of them schools, I tell you what, they uh, have been breeding grounds for a lot of this also. But one of the badass things about it is that I have seen so many amazing black people come out of there and be ready to hit the fucking ground running. It's true. Like Bambi, like Zola. 
So like that's the part like of Chicago that like is really fucking inspiring and we need to see more of. And I wish that there was like I'm trying to think of more ways that we could connect to people in those situations because a lot of them do end up staying around and like I wish that we could start off some sort of community with them now. Um, because I feel like it took us so long to kind of get to a point where we actually had this like black unity and community where we could like come to each other and come together to make like what has happened with the Chicago black, black drag council and what happened with like the drag march. Um, Zola, you already do a lot of community run like efforts and you are always really tapped into like what's going on. How do you think we could be better about, um, getting really in touch with the community and trying to touch on the people that, and trying to help the people that um, really need us right now? Um, I think it's about being really open to like all, to all individuals where they're at. I mean, I think it's meeting individuals where they're at. Um, also, wait, repeat the question. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I was all over the place with that question too. So um, really just, it's really just a question about what can all of us be doing, even as black people, to be making sure that we're helping the disenfranchised. Oh, oh my God. You definitely have to start up, start at the bottom up within the societal totem yes. pole that is like oppression because we know oppression works on many different um platforms it has like layers interwoven into it and those layers are more severe the lower you go uh, mm. so it starts on like you know acknowledging patriarchy and homophobia and transphobia as being the top forms of oppression that control our society as well as capitalism and seeing that the yes you know the inverse of these things is blackness transness and womanhood and mm-hmm. whoever lands in that like intersection of identity black trans women um mm-hmm. you have to start with them and then work up the societal totem pole of oppression until you reach the individuals who are you know oppressing said society so yeah it started with black trans women supporting them giving them your energy your time your coin yes. um, especially <laughs> if you're white because what you're giving is not given it is owed it's past due it i'm is. calling from sprint telling you we gonna cut your service off and by service i mean you will be dead anywho um it's starting from the bottom up yeah. and working tirelessly into the individuals on the bottom of this totem pole have the resources to to attain longevity and vitality because by doing so they're not pushing up only themselves but everyone above them Absolutely. And I think that Molasses Chicago has got a great start in like doing that. But then we also are like so blessed to have Brave Space Alliance in this city and have these like black trans women who are like doing the work and now uh, funding this community fucking center, which is so amazing. Joe, how did you um, how did you get introduced to Brave Space Alliance? Um, I knew uh, I knew like a couple people that were running. I knew Jay Rice from Berlin. Uh, where I, I bartended for quite a few times. Uh, but then it, they come up a lot whenever you think about an organization. They are one of the most legitimate ones that I've ever witnessed, especially here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. So reaching out to them was just this natural first push. And I'm just so grateful that they were like, yeah, we're happy to be on board. And I was more than happy to have them involved in such a deep way. Yeah, so we were actually wondering, Joe, like, how did you end up bringing Brave Space Alliance into uh, part of the the Chicago Drag March? Uh, I, I knew of Brave Space Alliance is this, like, awesome, legitimate, uh, black, trans-led 
organization from the south side of Chicago through Jay Rice that works with and helps operate them from my time in nightlife and just being out in the scene. Mm-hmm. They were a natural choice and also the top of the list. And I was just so grateful that they were so down to be a part of it. And I, I, it was great. I didn't take much effort other than, hey, what about Brave Space? Of course. Absolutely. And Zola, you know the girls too from Brave Space Alliance too, right? I do. Um, especially Lasaya. I'm very close with Lasaya. Yes, Lasaya yes. Way, right? Yes, Lasaya Way. She is um, one of the leaders in like the Brave Space Alliance, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. She is that girl. <laughs> um, but yeah, I know her from ballroom specifically. She was my old house mother. Oh my God. Um, I so, love, yeah, see, I love definitely. those kind of stories. I love to hear about like that Chicago community shit right there. Like, uh, the way those families are like brought together and the way that they help like nurture and inspire each other. Like that is so fucking dope because Zola has already been doing that too with molasses. Um, Zola took charge of finding a space for us. And even though it wasn't the right one at the time, we we're working on the next one. And like, Zola's 22, y'all. Like, I am 22 years old, like, already making these fucking changes. Like, that is huge. My 36-year-old ass learns from her every fucking day. Girl, when I was 22, I couldn't do shit. (laughs) (laughs) Baby, aren't you 24 or 26? Thank you. I'm 26. <laughs> you said, I'm not like these young bitches around here, bitch. Yeah. This big girl. Period. <laughs> I'm just saying, bitch. I was 22. Like, I hit the college depression phase and couldn't do shit, girl. So that's amazing that you just, like, put all your energy towards your community and they uplift you in that way. That's amazing. I love it. No, yeah, it feels... It was not easy Um, at all, really, just, like, thinking about it. And, like, honestly, I did not know that the black tea was going to be a replacement for the tea. And that that makes me so enthralled and impassioned in the most wicked way to see these white people's platforms disintegrated, destroyed, and dismantled. Lord Jesus. Yes, Lord. And for the rest of my days, yes. Y'all know, I fucking... She is so powerful. When she starts speaking, y'all better listen and be ready. One of my favorite parts of the Chicago Drag March is how you ended the speech. You came back on and you were like, I'm not done. Right. Oh, my God. going to do it. And I got, I got up there and I was like looking over and I was like, mm, okay. All right. You sure? Okay. And then you were like, you're right. Boom. She said, I am not done. And she grabbed that mic and she literally called up on the powers of the ancestors. And I I was like, I know magic is real because every time Zola casts a spell, I feel that shit. I feel it it in my chest. I'm like, wow. I I think this podcast is very much so a product. If not, is the product of that spell, that energy being put into the universe, honestly. Because, like, God, these white people dragged me on this podcast. Openly, mm. shadily, subtweetingly dragged me. 
that was crazy. Mm -hmm. And that happened when I was like 20 years old. I remember being at my job at Columbia in the tour center, minding my business, and three other faggot bitches bringing it to me and being like, (laughs) ain't this about Kate Gate, bitch? Do you know about this, this podcast? I said, wait, I didn't even know this existed. I didn't even know that. Okay, full tea. I didn't really listen to the tea before. Uh, <laughs> I was on that shit three times and did not listen to a damn episode. I was like, that conversation. White faggots brought it to me. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> I was like, girl, that was the most driest conversation. I was like, Wait, what is going on? We ain't going to talk to them about <laughs> <laughs> And that's why it's so important that we were able to take this over and do this in this way because we deserve to have this platform and we deserve to be heard. <laughs> and it just, it, it worked out perfectly, like Zola said, to see this platform be disintegrated in this way and then to be given to the people who need it and who fucking deserve it so um you know what that makes it even more fucking fabulous that you're one of the first guests zola that is amazing (laughs) literally speaking it into existence out here so i have a question joe what do you see happening for the future of the drag council because i feel like right now you're like kind of like you and lucy are like kind of like our head uh you know, what's the word? Co-chairs. 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 Yeah, you're like our head co-chairs right now. Um, and I'd love to know what we have in store or to let the people know what we have in store coming up um, and how we felt about the GM meeting being uh, public now. Oh, yeah. We love that. Mm-hmm. Burning down the world and starting over. No, um, <laughs> I agree. Targaryen style. <laughs> yeah. Burn it down. Where are my dragons? Yeah. <laughs> no, no. Let's start so at Belmont. I no, mean, I'm just kidding. <laughs> gotta start somewhere. Journey of ten thousand miles starts with a single step, <laughs> with one necklace thrown. No. Um, we there's so many great things that we can do that's uh, possibilities are endless and because change is real and change is happening now we are being able to uh, start initiatives where we are not only overseeing um more inclusion and placement visually in the media pumped out locally of our own clubs but we're kind of setting this standard and this like protocol and a way of change that other cities are taking note and mm. doing the same thing in their cities. So yeah, like, did you see Milwaukee? Yeah. That's wild. And I, yeah. I, it's, as we create this blueprint, we're able to help network and reach out to these other cities and help facilitate change there. And then on our end, once we get through kind of like cleaning up the mess and doing the work locally, we can then continue to branch out and change things nationally and internationally. Things like... Um, our own media and inclusion with signage that goes out into these bars and these venues, because the GM of Steamworks actually pointed out, he's like, well, if we can have all this money for initiatives for prep and having placement saying, Hey, why don't you wear a condom? Then we can have something that says, Hey, how about you not be racist? (laughs) Exactly. As the social, social cause that we can take up that can go beyond the nightlife spaces and into other lives because once we get their own community we still have the entire city of chicago to help sway change 
in all these more traditionally heterosexual environments to get them on board with the movement. So we're kind of starting small with ourselves and then branching out from there. And that's how this more broad vision for the impact of the council is going. Mm-hmm. Very much making your beer in your garage. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, and I've heard a lot of people like kind of talking about it. And uh, I just want to make it clear on here again that this is in no way a... Um, a power grab it's a redistribution of power and um there is a big difference between those things also let it be known that bitch i've been powerful so i won't take any more of the disrespect of me trying to cover someone else's right people people keep asking about the organization and the structure and we're setting up this like council to where it really is a fair and even Based thing, we have committee chairs absolutely that will be leading these movements, like things like overseeing entertainment, overseeing uh, bar staffing, and it really is quite fair and balanced. And everyone has a voice and is valid and is getting a chance to be heard. And these gatekeepers are out of the way. Absolutely. I also uh, think that like the drag council is not just good for black people, but all like minority yeah. performers. Oh my god! Like. Absolutely. I've seen I've seen a lot of Latinx and uh, Asian performers producing stuff too, and like thinking about doing stuff too. So I think that uh, anybody who thinks that this is a power grab realize that this is just a, a reset. Yeah, <laughs> everybody's at the starting line. Absolutely, you know? <laughs> and like the work that we're doing, I will be absolutely honest. I'm focused on Black people first, but it is going to help literally everyone in the community. Yeah. It will help everyone in the community. Racism helps no one in the community. Right, like, so, like you know. <laughs> If we solved um, a lot of the issues that we are in crisis about, especially with black trans women, mm-hmm. the impact would be phenomenal. Exactly. It would be, it would be insane. And absolutely yeah. fantastically insane. And people don't. Also, when you were talking about Streamworks releasing promotional material about not being a racist white piece of shit, um, my mind went racism? No. Ketamine? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I cannot. Good idea, bitch. You better trademark that flyer. Yes, girl. If you see anything, know they heard it here first. Uh, That's gold. We need the stickiness factor. Oh, yes. I was. Also, Kara, I didn't know you was fine like this. What's going on? <laughs> oh my so, god! I didn't know you so like anyone, this, girl. Yeah. Anyone who doesn't know, Caramel Deville and uh, Miss Toto are our producers on the Black Team now. So we staring at they cute asses too back here in the room, but they don't really exist in the minute in this oh, podcast. Okay. And then the the second half <laughs> of your question, Bambi, about the GMs. Uh, yes. To tag on to what the GM of Steamworks gave us that good idea is. It's it's really hard to get all of these people in one room, and it's never been done before. The, mm-hmm. A lot of them don't even know each other's face or phone yeah. number, and that's a huge gap in a ra- way that racism has been able to take root in our own community and how they've been able to play us against each other and even create a double standard between white producers and black producers. It's because of this misinformation and because of this inability to communicate with one another, forcing us to be harder to communicate with ourselves. Exactly. So by getting them all in a room – And having everyone at one time admit that they're all guilty, that they've all done wrong at one time, it kind of creates more of a safe space of let's admit it, admit fault, and then move on together. Because it's the only way we're going to move together is through unity. And by making that public, we created this uh, system of accountability and self-discipline and self-discipline. 
uh, governance that is so crucial to what we're doing to make this change happen. So having it public has been great. And I'm a big believer in transparency across the board. And this is a good thing. And as we start creating the roundtable for the owners, creating a safe space for them to speak up and speak out on these things, that it serves as an example that we're not out to attack or make a spectacle. We're here to make change and to be transparent about so, so that we don't go back to the dark ages of these monsters and gatekeepers and liars and manipulators and straight up thieves, you know? Racist. Yes. Talking about... And... (laughs) (laughs) I just can't let go of when Shay was talking about Panacom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That really shook. I had never heard that story before. <laughs> you know what's crazy? Like, I remember when it happened. That yeah, was- I was going to say, and like, just to show like how much black people have to fucking deal with and shoulder and be quiet about, that shit happened years ago. Yeah. You have, y'all have never heard about this before. Most people never knew about it because Shay kept that to herself and even was like, I'm not going to do that. Even though she knew. She could have blasted that bitch upon the head. Like, she fucking was like, I'm not even going to fucking do that. <laughs> and, like, you know what? I'm sorry. Everybody may not feel the way, but we, I'm, we fucking done with doing that. I'm fucking yelling at everybody. Thank I'm you. fucking telling on all y'all asses. Like, I'm, I'm, like, like, I'm right. fucking over it. I'm fucking over it. I see that Wait. white bitch in the street, bitch. I will stomp the fuck out of her. Right now. She, she so, moves. if you see me she again, moves. bitch, just know. <laughs> just know that it's not going to be no ignoring each other. I will run up on you and be like, so why did you say this? Because you didn't Run answer up. the question the first time. Nothing you protecting them. That was the nightmare. Is people like Lucy, you sat there and screamed just as loud as I did, and it kept falling on deaf ears. Oh yeah. And oh, we yeah. Kept being like, so everyone sees this, like we're just gonna ignore it. It's okay to like let them treat us like fucking slaves all the time. Okay, well, I, guess uh, I guess we're fucking slaves. Well, not any yeah. fucking more, bitch. Not anymore, bitch. These yeah, chains. What do you guys say? Say freedom. Freedom. <laughs> not what Beyonce say. <laughs> what Beyonce say? Freedom. I shall not be. Oh my god. And on that note, bringing up the high goddess Beyonce, I want to say thank you to both Joe Mama and Zola for being here and being a part of this conversation today. Y'all were part of the initial fucking chat of the Black Tea, and that means so much to me because y'all have been doing so much now and in the past to fucking bring all of these conversations to light. So thank you again, both of you, so much for being here with us today. Thank y'all. for supporting the movement. Hell fucking yes. So starting with, before we let you go, Joe, where can we find you? How can we support you right now? Uh, well, my Venmo is Joe Mama Says Hi. <laughs> yes, me. Throw that out there because I am still furloughed <laughs> and I have no shame in letting you know that Joe Mama Says Hi on Venmo is available for all donations. Please open your purse and feel the need to give today. But other than that, also just, it's Joe Mama Funny on all platforms you can find me uh my birth name is joe lewis you know the fighter you can always find me through that as well absolutely your birth name is joe lewis the fighter yeah <laughs> i was named after the fighter the boxer joe lewis oh okay bitch i was like what kind of <laughs> his last name the fighter bitch i live the fighter <laughs> my first name is joe lewis <laughs> You have to lose. Okay, Ms. Zola, how can we find you? How can we support you? Um, 
Wow. Um, so absolutely, you can blow the fuck up out of my cash app at dollar sign blown out bussy. That is B L W O. Wait, I spelled it wrong. <laughs> it's, uh, dollar sign blown out bussy. B L O W N O U T B U double S. Why, bitch? <laughs> that is also blown out. <laughs> That's also my Instagram. My Instagram is blown out. But see, you can find me if you look up Zola or like Lala or any of the other ad names or pseudonyms I'm known by. Um, my Venmo is molasses Chicago, all lowercase. And my PayPal is ZolaSetTheFire at gmail.com. Yes. Thank you so much for being here again, y'all. Y'all are free to uh, enjoy the rest of your Sunday and do what you will with it. We love you. We'll talk to y'all soon. Thank you, babies. Bye, y'all. So now, uh, Miss Bam, me and Bambi Banks don't have our little, like, closing set. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, okay, good. <laughs> so now me and Miss Bambi Bay is going to have our little closing moment and uh, go over anything else we might want to reiterate just at the end of this to kind of inform anybody and also just, you know, check on each other and see how we're doing. Bambi, you got a, you got a blunt? You got something over there? Girl, I could make something happen. I could make some shake. Let me get this bowl right here. Let me call this white man to get this bowl. Eric! <laughs> Eric! Can you pack a bowl for me? Thank you. Okay. So, um, yeah, this has been our first episode of The Black Tea. Um, it was probably a bit scatterbrained as it as it can be, and that's fine because we are <laughs> all doing this for the first time and figuring it out as we go. But I think but it was... I'm going to let them know now. I'm going to be high for most of these. You so, girl, I mean, me too. Uh, it might be a little scatterbrained, but you're going to go on the ride because it's going to be fun. <laughs> exactly. Baby, can we just have that for like the ad right now? You're going to go on the yeah. ride. You're going to go on the ride because it's going to be fun. <laughs> I don't care if you like roller coasters or not. You are going to enjoy this damn thing as much as we have. And like, I am so blessed to be able to do this with Bambi. Y'all, I've known Bambi for a long ass fucking time since that bitch was going to DePaul. I was I like... Think- yeah, a actual baby. I, this little quiet girl who used to like stand around and not be saying nothing, and now didn't say nothing. She wouldn't say nothing. That's Period. it. She would stand there, and I was like, "Y'all hear me?" <laughs> Respected my elders, and I was. I love this little bitch. She would come, show the fuck out, do what she was supposed to do, and then stand there and be quiet. It's called doing your job if you want it. <laughs> but the thing about Just it saying. is, I knew that. She was being quiet because she was fucking listening and she was picking up on shit and she was absorbing information and she was turning into the fucking bad bitch that she is today. So like the girl's done her work in the past few years here. If anybody also has a question about that, um, you can check the credentials. Like <laughs> we, can, we can show them to you real quick, but uh, yeah, it's so great to be able to work with you in this way and like have this like time to like chat with you and us to be able to chat about what what else we need to do to this fucking scene whenever the fuck it comes back? I mean, to be honest, it's kind of iconic working with you as well. Because, you know, as you said, I was that quiet, meek girl in the back of the room, you know, glasses, hair behind the ear. Um, so sweet, uh, wearing an Ariana black and brown bob. Uh, <laughs> 
I was the first one to wear pussycat wigs. Don't forget. She was um, my bitch. But, you know, it's really crazy because, like, I, I, the Fabitat that I, like, got introduced to was the one at Double Door. It was, like, crazy. I'm pretty sure it was, like, the first one I went to, or or maybe it was the last one I went to, was uh, Beverly Lately's birthday. Oh, my God. Yes. Also, the Robin one changed my life, where Nico uh, did Dancing on My Own, where she brought everybody on stage. Yeah. Oh, my God. That night was, that was, uh, Shay, Shay performed in that one. That was, like, right before the cast got announced, too, for her original season. Yes, yes, yes. Iconic times. See, uh, so, you know, I, like, grew up looking up to Lucy Stuhl, if y'all didn't know. I'm sure most of you have at this point. Oh, my God. Um, She is the face. She is the voice. She is the mother of Chicago. And I'm just happy to, you know, be her right-hand man right now (laughs) on the podcast. Look on this black podcast. I really lucked out. They just said, she got shit to say. Let her say shit. And I was like, okay. Well, like, and, like, inside of our Black Girl Magic chat, like, Bambi is, like, you know, the smart mouth little sister. Like, she knows what the fuck is going on, and she's always there to fucking tell us something about it. And that's something, oh, my God, look. Look, I got a bowl now too. Thank you, yes. darling. Thank you. So, cheers to us, Bambi, on our inaugural The Black Tea. Let's take this hit together. Come on, Black Tea. Mmm, that is delicious. And mm. so was this first glass of tea, honey. Yes, this was a great episode. I'm so excited to listen back to it and finally, you know, listen to the tea. Uh, no, no shade to Lucky. I still fucks with you. Yep, I still fuck, we still fucks with you, Lucky. We still I, fucks with I you. I did not listen to the team. You know why? So <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm like laughing and choking at the same time. God damn it, that's just fucking real. But I think that we're going to be able to do something really beautiful with this and. Uh, like I said before, to empower our own community, get to know some more people from our community, get to have some more conversations that maybe people have been too scared to have or maybe didn't even have access to having. We can, like, create those channels now to make that happen with this. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just to be able to, like, have some, like, black joy and talk shit to each other. Yeah, I'm very excited. I can't wait to hear from this younger generation, mm. this older generation. Yes, we're gonna have some really spicy conversations on here. I'm we really excited. are. Like, and we're really like we're diving into the south side. We're getting to the west side. We're getting all in here. We're trying to get the voices from everyone for once. Like, finally, like get a chance to get everybody to speak. So, please stay tuned. Make sure to check us out on. What is this? Spotify, Apple, all the things, honey. You know where to find it, wherever the tea was, bitch, because now it's the black tea. So (laughs) fucking stay tuned, y'all. We have a whole lot of shows coming. My name is Lucy Stool. And I'm Bambi Banks-Kule. And we will see you real soon. Bye-bye.